What's up, everybody? It's Jesus from the Jesus and Deuce podcast. We're back at it like a crack addict. Really quickly, uh, I would like to apologize for not uploading last week's episode. If some of you guys might have noticed, uh, we didn't, we weren't able to put up our episode due to some technical difficulties. I wanted to get that out the way right up front uh, at the very start. But we do got a lot to talk about, a lot of really interesting stuff going on uh, in terms of the week four games some big news around the league and then we're also going to be talking about week five and making our predictions so mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. course i got my trusty co my trusty co-host here alongside with me we got deuce in the building how you feeling bro i'm pretty good you know bro. i think it's like my worst week you know picking team uh well obviously the fans wouldn't know but yeah i had my worst week last week i went six and nine but, you know we're just yeah. having fun out here we're just having fun it's nothing serious yeah you know it's just for fun it's just you know putting out there who we think is going to win. And it's just, you know, kind of a, a way to keep track of, of our picks and just something to do along uh, along with the podcast, you know, just kind of, I don't know if the fans uh, or well, our listeners, I, I don't know if you're our fans just yet, but our listeners, you know, if it's something that you guys like, we're going to be doing it weekly, you know. It's just something that we would normally do without the podcast, you know. we just be going back and forth about who we like. So uh, we just want to keep you guys posted with those numbers. But, man, it was a pretty crazy week, bro, pretty crazy week. And it was exciting, bro. You know, I had a lot of fun. I think the best game, like, you know, obviously I'm a little biased. I think the bug was the best, but. The Arizona and L.A., man, that, that game was pretty close. That was a pretty close one. What do you think about it? Yeah, bro, no, it was a pretty close game. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, the listeners, they wouldn't know. But I, uh, last week I did pick the Rams uh, because of the Matthew Stafford, not necessarily hype, but uh, because it's not hype. You know, I, I've seen them play already. So I was like, okay, let, let me buy into them. Of course, I go ahead and pick the Rams, and then they end up losing. But I, I don't really think that uh, – you can't really blame them. You know, it was the Cardinals. Kyler Murray just played great, bro. What would you see out of the Cardinals? <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh-oh. Man, Uh-oh. I saw, yeah, you know, it's just a little cough, you know, a little weather change. Not not the Rona, I promise. The boy. <laughs> but uh man it was just a very good at first bro, it was a good defensive game you know the the rams got after Kyler murray for three sacks and then you know uh matthew stafford had that big interception but dog mm. the, the play of the game touchdown pass to aj green where he just hit him right there on the like just one-handed right in the bread basket where only he could catch that bitch like i'm so i'm saying this now Kyler murray for mvp i'm not saying they go undefeated but he's definitely in the he, since Derek Carr just lost to the Chargers, he's definitely running away with it now. Yeah, bro. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely putting his name in the hat. I mean, I, I think he's not. I don't really think he was getting much of the respect early on. You know, his first couple of years, maybe just because of his size, there was potential. You know, and people could see it. But for some reason, I don't know, bro. I just feel like he's really turning it on this season, bro. Like. He he's just been balling out, bro. He ended up putting up thirty seven in that game, thirty seven to twenty. Man, he's looking like a like he could even make you know maybe even offensive player of the year. You know those type of numbers. 
popping off, bro. But honestly, bro, you, since since high school, bro, like you know, he like like what well, the the listeners don't know this, but he we me and went to Cedar Hill High School, mm-hmm. and Kyler Murray went to Allen. Like, <clears throat> damn, all of our high school experience type shit. We always had to play Allen for preseason games. And Kyler Murray, we saw. Uh, I saw him his June, his sophomore year when he took over. And man, those three peats he went on, you just knew he was gonna be special, whether it was gonna be football or baseball. And now, you know, out oh, man, he's he's in his bag basically, and I'm happy for you, bro. Yeah, bro. I mean, you gotta love to see it, especially when it's somebody you know out of tech. Well. I guess because we're in Texas, you know, we're we're a little by, or at least I am, you know, but you got to love to see it when somebody coming out of Texas is doing their thing. So big respect to them. It was good to see AJ Green getting, getting the tutty, you know, especially after all, like all the injuries and stuff that he kind of had to go through all those years at Cincinnati. It's good to see him balling out. Um, it looks like they got that offense going. Their running game is going good. Kyler Murray's slinging it around. Have you heard much of Chandler Jones on defense, though? I I know that he had that, that first big game, but after that, I don't really think I've heard too much about him. I think – I believe he's hurt right now. Hmm. But if not, yeah, he he didn't do nothing. If he did, If he did play, I'm 95% sure he's hurt. But if he did play, he he got no tackles and no sacks. He did nothing. No, no, he played. He got one quarterback hit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, it's just so hard to see because literally, I'm looking at the stats right now for the defense, and like you got Isaiah Simmons for seven tackles, four solo. Jalen Thompson for ten sack. I mean, ten tackles. And he just has the one on back hits. That's it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. And, well, that's all right. I mean, I, I feel like those sacks, they kind of come they kind of come in waves, you know. So I, I think it's kind of tough to consistently be getting sacked or at least that amount of sacks per game. So it's all right. I, I feel like just as long as he's out there, I think the, uh, the offense is going to have to prepare for him and still, you know, have to respect his game just being out there. So... I'm not really tripping too much about that. Those Cardinals are looking pretty good. Um, that was the game of the week right there. You got any other takeaways that, that you that you got from that game? I, know, I was going to add on, but, yeah, Chandler Jones definitely gets that Aaron Donald treatment. He necessarily – he doesn't get the triple team like Aaron Donald does, but he does get double teamed a lot, so it opens up a lot for Isaiah Simmons and them boys to get to the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. <clears throat> Other than that, man, no, I, I'm just, I'm just excited, bro. It's really, really exciting to watch. Trey, uh, what's his name? Trey Lance starting for the 49ers, too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that Jimmy G ended up getting hurt. I believe. Oh well, I know that it was a calf injury that that took him out and forced Trey Lance to come in. That was a pretty good game, too. Did uh, did you really get to watch Trey Lance play, or or? Do you just know that he had came in? I saw his first touchdown pass to uh, I don't know if it was his first one, but I saw pass to Debo uh, Samuel, and he was wide open, bro. And that was just like, oh yeah, right, this this he got some points, bro. Because even though he was wide open, it's still he still had to look down the barrel of that defense coming at him and shit. So like, I like the 
you know, he definitely <clears> – <throat> he had a chance to win the game. It, it was a 21-28 box score. So, if you're San Francisco, you, you're not mad at him coming in and taking over Jimmy G. Yeah. No, that's true. It looks like he could definitely hold his own. Uh, I don't really know how long Jimmy G is going to be out for. Do you know how long he's going to be out for? If not, I feel like Trey Lance is more than ready to be able to step in and, you know, do his part to, to go ahead and get them dubs. Uh, I <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, they've probably seen enough of Jimmy G, you know, coming off that game last week against the uh, Packers mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they even though they lost, it wasn't his fault. It was the defense's fault. But, you know, they probably were like, eh, probably done with this kid. If, you know, they're looking, so? yeah, they're, they're looking for an excuse to move on to Trey Lancehart because <clears throat> every owner wants to play their quarterback already just because off of <clears throat> past success from, you know, the Mark Sanchez and the Joe Flacco's of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, no, those two games, uh, those were two pretty good games coming out the NFC West. Both of those were division games. I feel like. It, it's it's going to be tight, you know. Uh, like I said, I picked the Seahawks that game. Uh, I picked the Seahawks to win that one. I feel like there's always going to be, like, some back and forth. Like, I feel like those teams are going to be moving up and down, up and down, like, within themselves during the division. I think that one's going to be one that kind of comes down to the wire. I, I don't know if there's going to be, like, a clear team that's going to be like, okay, we're going to be the ones to win that to win out this division. No, <clears throat> no, you're right. It definitely is a, like no one has a clear gap on each other, but I would definitely favor the Cardinals a little more than anyone else just because I feel like they're the, they're going to be the healthiest. And Kyler ability to run as well as throw the ball as a dimension to that team that Matthew Stafford doesn't have. Not saying he can't take off because we've seen him take off and but yeah. it's not like Kyler Murray where he can just take off and it's like Lamar Jackson. He can legit make a touchdown play out of nothing. Yeah, no, that's always that's always really good to have in the back pocket to be able to extend all those plays, get out the pocket, you know, or even scramble yourself, you know. Just just being that dual threat, like you said. I, I, I feel like for, for a while, that's what Russ had. And he, he was kind of forced to doing that because of – I think you're right. When it comes to the Cardinals, they got the team and they got the skills, you know, like Kyler Murray, they got everybody around him. So he's able to make those plays and and extend the plays and get the ball to somebody who can make something happen. So I I, I feel like they are favorable, even though they just ended up beating the Rams. I feel like it might end up being out of those two more, like those two going back and forth more than you know, maybe the Seahawks and the Niners. My opinion. No, you're definitely right, but I think it just comes down to, you know, that you stack up the teams and everything, and you favor the Cardinals more. It just comes down to which head coach do you trust more? And during playoff time, during like that pivotal game at Arizona, where you know the probably the Rams have to win to secure the division more than likely, or the Cardinals mm-hmm. to win to make sure they get the division type shit. Like, which, you know, who, who do you trust the most type shit? I think it's too early to pick, so we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. No, yeah. Bro, speaking <laughs> of too early to pick, bro, can you believe that the NFL uh, 
page posted the playoff picture already. Like, they had posted the playoff scenarios already, bro. I was like, what are y'all doing? They got roasted in the comments, bro. No, I believe it. Sense to me either because not not hating on you guys, but we beat y'all already. So how are y'all ranked above us type shit? Because I believe we were number the three seed and y'all were. Yeah, I'm about to check it out because because <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent the three and y'all were the two. And like in my head, I'm like, this don't make sense, bro. Because we have the same record and we beat them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you guys are the number three. We're the two. It, it, it's. I don't know. It's too early. Maybe they were just it's having a too- slow day. I don't know. I don't know what the reason was, but they decided to go ahead and put it out. They got roasted. I mean, looking at it, we would end up going against Washington. I feel like just looking at this, it's just too early to even to even try to talk about anything, you know? Facts. In terms of playoff, <laughs> in terms of like playoffs, just yet, you know. Facts. Maybe that's I, what they wanted. Oh my bad, but no facts. Because I think by the end of the year, there's no way Washington has a better record than Seattle. I put money on that. You say you don't think Washington's going to have a better record than Seattle? Oh yeah, for sure. I I, I don't see that happening. They, I don't really think they're going to be in a pretty good spot. I don't know if they end up with the winning record, to be honest. Like, one thing's for sure, bro. Only one team is coming out of the NFC East. That's a fact. No one else in that division besides, really, y'all, looks like they even hang with anybody. I'm pretty sure Jacksonville could beat, you know, the other three. Shit, bro. I, I know I know we're gonna I know we're trying to get over to the game of the week, but bro, speaking of Jacksonville, since you <laughs> mentioned it, what is going on in Jacksonville, bro? What is Urban Myers what's Urban Meyer doing, bro? All right, well <clears throat> all right, first of all, we gotta we gotta put this just, you know, for some of the listeners, maybe, you know, even yourself type shit. Cause you probably don't know why there's some Yeah, yeah. But, like, ever since Urban Meyer became a, a head coach, like, from his Florida days, the media has hated this guy, bro. Because <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but he coached a team that won a national championship that was led by a preaching quarterback. It had a killer, two drug dealers, and a bunch of gangbangers on the team. Like, I'm talking about, like, hood motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like, out here hitting licks, slinging dope, catching bodies type shit. And, like, you know, he swept under the rug. He got them in the, you know, in the university or whatever. And then, you know, this, uh, you know, got the body. Yeah. The, you know, into that, that's a whole different thing. But then from there, he goes to Ohio State. And then, you know, it comes out that, you know, maybe he's not interested in playing coaching anymore. He wants to retire. He's already checked out of the season type. So then from yeah. there, you know. He goes to fucking Jacksonville, man, and he just already after the first game, there was already talk that, that he wanted to quit. He wasn't having fun because, you know, I like losing. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking personally, he did this on purpose. He got caught with his side chick. <laughs> he need an excuse. To get I, I'm thinking he did it on purpose because he was smiling for that picture on purpose. Damn, bro, that's crazy. So what you're saying is 
You think Urban Meyer is out here just throwing the season already? <clears throat> I, I mean, well, he's college coaches coming into the league don't really ever pan out besides Pete Carroll. And this, you know, and Seattle was his second stint in the from I believe the Jets. He was supposed to be the coach of the Patriots, but he ended up going to U.S. But other than that, like uh, college coaches don't really get the respect or even like the locker room feel once they get to the league because it's like you know you a lot of college players when once they get to the pro level they don't feel like you can really coach up here. Cause you know it's not like where it's in college, get your hands on like the five star recruits and make them all go to your one university. All you have to worry about is the Alabama, because it's basically you're playing Alabama every week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard, and uh, I do know, I do know that Urban Meyer don't really like losing. I feel like that it was like mentioned out there, it was thrown out there, and I had picked up on that. I was like, okay, well that's understandable. You know, I don't really think anybody. Uh, especially in a coaching position, likes to lose, you know. So I was kind of like, okay, I can see that part. But then all this <laughs> I pizza, whatever, and I'm like, whoa, like, like, what is this? And then supposedly, like, he's losing the locker room. He's got, like, players, like, laughing at him, not respecting him. And for me, I'm just kind of like, dang, it's crazy because I don't really know too much about Urban Meyer myself. I just knew, you know, that he was a pretty successful college coach. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if he's successful, yeah, it's, it's, it's younger kids, you know, it's like young men. But I thought maybe you know, they would be able to see that he was kind of like a winning coach and, you know, maybe get behind them and maybe they could make some noise, especially having Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, the top top QB out the draft. I was thinking maybe they could make some noise, but this is nothing like what I expected to be coming out of Jacksonville, to be honest. You know, I had a feeling they they would probably struggle, yeah, you know, because they're both rookies, you know, rookie coach, rookie quarterback. I thought they would struggle, but I just didn't see none of this coming. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. At at first, I was like, man, why would they fire him? It's so early, you know. He's kind of showing, like, get me out of here, you know. Like, I'm doing what I can. I'm out here causing scandals, you know. I'm out here getting a lot of unnecessary attention on me. At this point, yeah, just go ahead and get me out of here. This was maybe too much for me to handle, you know, maybe too much to chew off rip. No, 100%, bro. I agree with you. You know what else I think kind of hurt his credibility? And <clears throat> I think having Tebow on the roster type shit as a tight end, you know, because he's tending, you know, he's switching positions from quarterback to tight end, coming back, coming from baseball type shit. And I think that hurt his credibility a little bit because, because, you know, you're basically just giving this to Tebow and not giving a chance to someone else that can actually help the team that, you know, we all know is going to make the roster type shit. So I think that hurt his credibility. And then this was the icing on the fucking cake. <laughs> Dang, bro. You know what? Now that you point that out, I saw the move, you know, from Tebow to tight end. I didn't really think too much of it. You know, I was like, ah. 
yeah, they, you know, he played for him. I was like, well, he's kind of big. Maybe he saw something that I didn't see, but I just didn't even see that part, you know, of like favoritism type deal or like, you know, giving him a chance and having other tight ends that are maybe more skilled, more capable, and even, you know, more worthy of being in that position just because it's Tebow, you know, just because they got that connection. You know, I thought maybe Urban Meyer might have seen something, you know, or like might have seen some type of potential by being around Tebow. But now that you point that out, yeah, I could see why he, he would lose credibility. I, I, I would feel that way. Like if I was a tight end, I'd be now that you mentioned, I'd be like, yo, like just because it's Tebow, like I've been in the league or, you know, like I, I probably played on this other team or I've been a tight end all throughout college, you know, or mm-hmm. all throughout my career. And this guy was a quarterback, you know, so it's like, yeah, I could see that too, you know. That sucks, bro. What What do you think is going to happen with Urban Meyer? You think they do end up firing him? And uh, if so, when? Yeah, bro. I think if, I, I'd be surprised if he lasts the season. I could see him gone by their bye week, which I think is in three or four weeks coming up. Mm. I I think pretty soon because I'm they. I know they got a tough coming up. They're going to London, and <clears throat> oh my god, bro! People are making jokes about this dude talking about. Like if any, like he's at the podium and if you uh, someone comes up and asks him a question like, "Excuse me, Urban, since you're about to be fired, would you like to be a head coach for the Tot- uh, the Tottenham Hotspurs?" Oh shit! <laughs> or the European football teams, and I'm like, "Damn, bro! Like just clowning you overseas too—that'd be wild." And I love to see it. <laughs> Damn, bro, that is crazy. Uh, do they got the? Uh, got the London game this week. I think the Jets might be out in London this week. I think it's uh, the check. following week. Um, Let me just double check. But yeah, no. Either way, like just the fact they're gonna be out in London and having the London dudes already getting on their ass about it, shit. Already cracking jokes out there. That boy Urban Meyer is gonna have a tough few, uh, a tough couple weeks. Shit, you know one more thing that kind of fucked them up with the Tebow thing, bro. What's that, bro? The fact that Tebow didn't even make it after the first cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that he didn't even make the team is kind of like, what did you see, Urban, or like, what did you think was gonna happen? You know, like, I feel like a lot of the players might have been like that and been like, yeah, well. Told you he wasn't cut out for it, you know. I don't know what what exactly they're saying in the locker room, but I know it's all bad. I know it can't be. Do you think there's anybody standing up for Urban Meyer in in that locker room? Hell no. (laughs) Everybody gone. The whole locker room turned on him. I don't don't think like they turn on him like they hate him. I just think they don't respect him and. Either way, you know, since this is probably going to be a head coach vacancy coming, you know, available. And since we, uh, we're we going to digress to this, might as well get towards this ball. We could see uh, your boy, Kellen Moore, probably taking that position because he is going to get a head coaching job. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will. Um, I think this was on the last episode that we weren't able to put out. 
I I would hope he would stay. I would hope that we get rid of McCarthy. Like Good job. That's that would be ideal for me only because I'm more of a Kellen Moore fan than I am of a of a McCarthy fan, you know. If um if you want, we can get right into this game. We can get right into this game, the Cowboys and the Panthers, now that we're kind of on the topic. Shit. But uh, with this game, man, Cowboys-Panthers, bro, I saw I saw some pretty good things in this game. I had a, I had a feeling that we would win this game. I had mentioned this in the episode that didn't get put out, but I felt like the Cardinals, uh, not the Cardinals, the freaking Panthers, hadn't played anybody of our, like, offensive level because there was so much talk about the Panthers' defense, you know, this and that. And they they were sturdy, you know, they were good. But like I had predicted, we were able to get our offense going. Our running game was freaking amazing. You know, Zeke was looking like rookie Zeke. There was one run where he, like, busted for, like, a 40-yard run or, like, 50-yard run or something. I thought he was taking it to the house. Bro, I was so lit. I saw a lot of good things. Uh out of, out of that game, bro, I like that running game for one. Our defense had got going early, you know, like a, a couple early sacks. And then, of course, the two uh, Trevon Diggs interception. Those were huge. Oh, man. And you know what? I think I said it maybe, when was it? Maybe week two when we were talking about cornerbacks. Oh, I think it was after the, the Buccaneers game. I think it was going into week two. We had mentioned something about cornerbacks. And I had said that it's looking like Trayvon that that Trevon Diggs is looking like a top corner, like a lockdown corner. Man, I love to see it come to fruition. You know, like four, uh, five picks, four games. He's looking great. I'm loving that. <laughs> but there were some things that I did not love. The main thing that I did not love was Mike McCarthy again, bro. I did not like. For one, how I understand that Trevon Diggs is our star player. We don't really want to get him hurt or nothing like that. But I felt like we took him out the game too early. And I feel like just as a whole, like we kind of let the Panthers get back into the game more than we should have. You know, what I would have liked to see, I would have liked to see us keep our foot on the Panthers next and just get them out the game completely, you know, maybe go out and put up another tutty when they were still at 14 or uh, put up another tutty when they were still at 21 and we'd have gone up to about like 40, you know, but those were just kind of like some of the takeaways that I got, you know, Sam Darnold, he's surprisingly a pretty good rushing quarterback, bro. I was, he had me hot, bro. I'm not going to lie. He had me hot when he was scoring those touchdowns. I was like, bro, why can, why can, why can nobody stop this man? But those were some of the takeaways that I had, bro. What'd you see in that game? <clears throat> well, uh, definitely a tell two halves. Cause definitely in the first half they did hold y'all. They were holding on. Y'all were tied going into halftime. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, y'all were down by a point, but I'm going to say y'all were tied because it's just literally a point. It was like yeah. 13 to 14. They did hold y'all. 
And technically, bro, like they they had the momentum in the first half. They they didn't get screwed over in the the first was the first one was not a fumble by Schultz, but alarming that he does that he it looks like he has a little fumble problem right now. But the second one was most definitely a fumble, and that one kind of saved y'all a little bit because it kind of like that was took the momentum away from Carolina and gave it to y'all. Because after that, bro, your defense just popped off after that one. And it kind of stifled them. And then from there, bro, just halftime, you you kind of saw like, kind of was in the same position as Tampa Bay, like with Richard, Shor- Richard Sherman type shit. I was about to say Shorman. <laughs> because they did have, you know, a, a dude basically off the streets playing their corner uh, cornerback position because J.C. Horn was hurt. So I'm not going to say that the Carolina defense was a fraud because they didn't have all their cornerbacks. And then for a while, you know, the, um, I forget his name. Number 42, the defensive lineman, it starts with an R he, for the Carolina. He got hurt for, like, a couple of plays here and there, and it kind of hurt the Carolina defense and let y'all, I believe, score second quarter. But I don't know, bro. I feel like with, you know, since we all know that they just added Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. And they're going to get J.C. Horn back pretty soon. I feel like y'all were kind of. Y'all were good to get them, like, I, I'm not going to say lucky because I think it would have been a better game if they would have had all them boys. But y'all were kind of good to catch them now type shit while they were kind of hurt on defense. But it was a good game for, like, the first half. And then the second half, I was like, when I saw Sam Donald just get absolutely just thrown like a rat by them boys, I was like, yep, that's game. <laughs> I just knew because Sam Donald, He's been like that ever since USC. If it's a game and you just start putting hits on him, he will fold. And then, you know, like you said, McCarthy kind of took – kind of hold and just took out Trayvon Diggs. And, and I'm going to say this now, bro. Y'all are a playoff team with a wild card head coach. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hey, I'm not – I mean, I can't even deny that, bro. I was about to say I ain't mad at that, but I don't like it. You know, I understand, <laughs> and it's the truth. It is, but I don't like I, I don't like that. You know, I feel like we're definitely overachieving despite our coach. You know, I feel like – well, not overachieving, but – well, yeah, no, we're like – we're outshining our coach yeah. kind of like we have to, you know. Like, he's not really – providing much juice or like he's not really like lifting up our team it's really our team like our players and Kellen Moore you know like I just feel like he's just kind of there you know like he's just the head coach you know I don't know some of the decision making is is questionable to me but no you're right I did notice that about Sam Darnold you know uh, Randy Gregory had got two sacks on him Micah Parsons got one on him. I mean, we were just hitting him, you know, and that's that's what I like to see, just the fact that we're getting pressure, you know, just the fact that we're getting guys that are getting to the quarterback, you know, because that really helps out our secondary. And I feel like when we had that, you know, like when Tank was having a good season, maybe like three years ago, four years ago, uh, before he got paid, when he was putting up double-digit sacks, I feel like we didn't really have nobody on the back end to, like, try to capitalize and get some takeaways. I feel like right now everything is rolling, you know, like our defense is going good. We're getting the pressure. We got the guys in the back uh, in the secondary to actually make a play on some of these balls. 
And then, of course, we got our offense rolling, you know, just Dak just slicing and dicing, hitting the open man, you know, taking what taking what they're giving us. And not just that, but also hitting home run plays, you know, like he had that big throw to he had a big throw over to Coop, uh, Amari Cooper down the sideline for the touchdown. And then he had that, uh, I wouldn't say long throw, but like that dart over to Cedric Wilson where he put homie in the spin cycle, you know, for the tutty. So it's not like we're just like dinking and dunking, dinking, dunk, dak, you know, like Uncle Shea would say. But uh, he's not that, you know, he's opening it up a bit more. He's throwing it around. And I, like you said, I feel like we could really be a, a, a playoff team and uh, like I had said earlier, I feel like we can go toe-to-toe with the best of them. You know, I feel like we can hang in there. <clears throat> well, Darren Rodgers still has your number, and you're really a Greg Zerline kick from being two and two. So see, I'm going to let you enjoy, you know, your high. Because, you know, coming off of last year, even though you weren't a fan, your boys were struggling really bad. <laughs> you enjoy this high and just say yeah bro like y'all are showing pretty good but you know y'all still lost to us so i can i can brag about hey that's fine bro that's fine speaking of y'all which is the tampa bay buccaneers if, if y'all don't know already listeners uh deuce over here is a buccaneers fan because of because of old tom brady sometimes i think he's just a brady fan but you know he says he's rocking with the Bucks, but that kind of brings us over to the game of the week here. Oh, well, not my football game, uh, which I thought could have been the game of the week, was the Buccaneers and the Patriots, bro. Tom Brady going back to New England. How to, what'd you see in that game, bro? How'd you like that one? Man. Like, it was a, it was a chess game, the whole game, bro. Like, you saw Tom Brady kind of go- you know, just instead of, you know, giving the, his receivers a chance to make a catch or make a play yeah. on a ball, just elect to throw it out of bounds just because he knew the magnitude of this game, just knowing the fact that, you know, one turnover can dictate who wins or loses. And look, if you want to look at it that way, Mac Jones had a pick and they lost. So that kind of tells you that, that was true type shit. Yeah. And I got to say a few One thing. I'm not liking the fact that people are saying Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady. <clears throat> and here's why. Because throughout that game, you saw Mag a lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of five yards, a lot of screen passes. Then you saw the trick plays come out. Now, if you go down to it, Tom Brady had a 55.4 QBR, while Mac Jones had a 46.0 QBR. Mm. Mac Jones, you know, did have the two tutties. <clears throat> I feel like Tom made the, you know, the, the plays when he needed to. He made he, play to set up to Ronald Jones to score his touchdown. He's made the plays to get the field goals and shit. You know, we see A.B. make these catches, and it's kind of crazy. I think he's already in his head celebrating how he was, uh, you know, how he was going to come out and celebrate, like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Type it. But other than that, man, I like I like the fact that Richard Sherman did play, because you saw the leadership that he brings to our defense while we did lose another cornerback again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just fucking wild. Uh, there is some silver lining that Bunting might be coming back in a week or two, and then hopefully just Sherm can stay, can also stay healthy along with the rest of our boys that are out there, Cockrell, Edwards, Whitehead. 
just got a concussion, so he's probably going to miss this week's game against Miami. But other than that, I, I am attention, bro. I am a Brady fan. I am rocking with Brady. I mean, the Bucks because of Brady, but I'm still, you know, I'm still rocking with the Patriots too because that is my team either way. So either way, in this one, it was a morale victory for me. <laughs> <laughs> a morale victory for the Pats over there. I feel like, um, no, like you touched on it, you know, and I think they had even mentioned it during the game that that game, it meant a lot to Brady. And the fact that he had that six-yard, that little that little six-yard run, bro, and, like, <laughs> kind of got that first down, he got up looking all goofy or whatever. I was like, okay, Brady, I see you. He's really trying to, really trying to, like, put it in Bill's face. Like, nah, like, it's me, you know, like, I'm the GOAT, you know, like, who you think you're dealing with here? So because of that, they got the dub. Well, not because of that, but just because of the fact that Brady was taking it to that level, you know, like I feel like they were able to get the dub. What do you think about that missed field goal, though, bro, that the Patriots got? Well, but, you know, they kept mentioning that Nick Vogel was having problems with his planting leg. So once they said it was 56 and it was starting to rain harder, I already kind of figured that he's probably going to. But when I saw it go up, I was like, all right, let's take out the distance. And then it just started going left, left, and then doink. And I'm just like, damn, bro, because. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, damn, like, it really came down to. If they would have made that field goal, bro, it, I'm pretty sure Mac Jones would have been happy with the fact that he took a beating that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You know, like they say, winning win, winning cures all. You know, winning races everything. So if they would have got that dub, man, forget about it. All, all the hits, all of that other stuff kind of goes out the window. You celebrate. For your coach, you know, getting up on uh, getting up on old Tommy Brady over there, but in reality, it was Tom that ended up getting the last laugh. He just went ahead and upped the score on Bill. Tom is at this point. I mean, he's beaten all thirty-two teams in the league, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's just goat status right there, bro. So he got. He got the up on old Bill Belly over there, Dollar Bill, as Joe likes to call him. But that was a good game, bro. That was a good one. At first, it was kind of slow, though. I mean, I I feel like I've said this before. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the the defensive games. Like, maybe some, like, you know, like, oh, I love a defensive game. You know, like, me, nah. Give me the points. But I get it at the same time. That weather, it did play a, a, a pretty big role, you know, in that. So, because of because of uh, the conditions and, you know, the storyline behind it, you know, I feel like it was still a good game. And that's just kind of one for the books right there. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to be able to watch that myself, you know. Facts. It's kind of like Jordan in his prime. But, no, nah, bro, like speaking on the fact that he beat out 32 teams, good company with Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Drew Brees being the only other quarterbacks to do it type shit. And plus, mm-hmm. I feel like it was pretty – I feel like for him, it was probably like the best thing for him was to be Drew Brees in Foxborough type shit because 
that's the stadium that he built type shit. Like, on the map with the six championships, the, the nine playoff appearances type shit. Nice Super Bowl appearance, my bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just an overwhelming flow of emotions. And, you know, regardless feel about each other, like, the fact that they did find 20 minutes, him and Bill Belichick did find 20 minutes to talk to each other outside of, you know, the camera and the public's view. Shit. Something that he also, you know, pretty pretty much liked. Like, he really he really liked. And he probably more a little more now. You probably still hate the guy, but you see, respect the guy you hate. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. I mean, like you said, uh, there might have been something like maybe some closure there, you know. I, I, I don't really know, you know. But it would have been nice to be a fly on the wall for that conversation, you know, to be in that room and just kind of be able to hear what's going on, what they're talking about. You know, maybe they squashed some stuff. Maybe they just kept trash talking. Who knows? But you know, hopefully, hopefully now, you know, it might silence the conversation for a little while between those two. But I think, I think it's always going to be brewing, you know, that as long as they're both active, I think it's always going to be going back and forth. The only thing that I think, now this is wild. The only thing that I think could probably silence this conversation is if Tom retires, if he comes back as a coach, bro, could you imagine? Like, that'd be a whole nother conversation, bro. If he comes back as a coach for one of these teams, bro, I feel like if he can win coaching a team also and was a Super Bowl winning player, bro, that would be ridiculous. I feel like Brady is petty enough to maybe do that down the line. I'm not saying, like, immediately after he retires or maybe. But I know it's kind of wild. But, I I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. You know, I feel like if he wanted to, he could. You know, I feel like he's got the fucking keys to the NFL. You know, like, I feel like he can't really do no wrong. So, if it comes down to it, could you imagine him going to the fucking Jags as the coach, bro? And, like... <laughs> Bro, like, it's a crazy scenario, you know, but just imagine. That'd be wild. Nah, facts, bro, but he already put that conversation to bed with the fact that he did beat him head-to-head, and he already won the championship at when he left at Tampa, his first year with Tampa. And if he, you know, if we do go back-to-back this year, then that already closed the argument right there. Like, it was Tom. Yeah, because no other And, um... The Patriot ring for Bill Belichick. Besides the Patriot rings, he only has two Super Bowl rings with the Giants as a defensive coordinator. And he had Lawrence Taylor on that fucking team. So what does that tell you? He needs all once in a lifetime type players for him to be great. Mm-hmm. I feel like this conversation has already been done, and it, like, hey, Bill could get back in this conversation would be if him and Tom met the Super. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Bucks and Patriots. That's the that's the best way to like. Even though I, you Ooh-wee. know, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. Because I feel like if we do go this year, we're not gonna go. Probably won't go to Super Bowl the year next year. I feel like we'll probably in the divisional round next year. 
Yeah, that's true. Depending how long Tom stays, you know, and how long they're able to keep that team together. Yeah, because Godwin's a free agent after this year. And A.B. And then Gronk might retire. I mean, he did just, you know, break your lung. So we might we might be seeing the last season of Gronk again in the NFL because I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to keep taking this type of punishment. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt, bro. They they put a hit on him. They boy, they walloped his ass that that game before the the Patriots game. So, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I think we can just go ahead and uh close the book on that uh, on that little storyline on that little chapter for now. Shit, I've been on the I've been on this boat since 2013, boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, shit, we can get to some of these uh other games. I I wouldn't call them uh smaller games but I feel like the ones that we've covered so far have been kind of like you know closer to us you know when it comes to like the teams and like uh, the storylines and uh, the capacity of the game I guess you would say or like how big these games were but um, some of these other ones that that have been kind of notable I don't know bro I noticed oh go ahead I was like, I don't know, but I feel like you're overlooking the Raiders and Chargers, man. Because yeah. I mean, that one specifically, you know, there's already is the reason. Like that game is the reason why John Gruden gets so annoyed with Derek Carr type shit. Yeah, that was actually the next game that I was going to be touching on here because I feel like that was one of the other better games of the week uh, besides you know the ones that we've covered so far. That Raiders and Chargers game down was pretty good. Um, as some of y'all might know, if y'all watched the game, the Chargers were up like 21-0 going into the half. That if it was basketball, they'd have twenty-one skunked them. But then here we go, second half. Here comes Derek Carr, and he's and he was looking hot, bro. Uh, what'd you see out of that game? I saw a lot of I saw a lot of good things from the Chargers defense, bro. Like they that team is legit. Joey Bosa and them boys, Derwin James, like. Them boys got after Derek Carr often and early in the beginning. He held him to, like, what, 52 yards, which I believe is his career lowest in a half. And, I mean, he did come back. He did he did make it look like it was going to be close until he threw that pick to Derwin James. And Herbert, <laughs> yeah. he's on, Her, Justin Herbert's only going to get better. And that's what scares you. That's, that's what should scare teams, especially the Chiefs. Because right now Patrick Mahomes may be the best quarterback in the NFL, but Justin Herbert may be the best all-around quarterback when it comes to poise and shit. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, bro. I mean, he's just – he's big, tall, strong. He can make all the throws. And like you said, he's got the poise. You know, he's able to to make the right decisions. And I feel like that's what, what had helped him get up 21-0, but also – Another guy that that might get oh well, I feel like he gets overlooked on that offense is freaking Austin Eckler, bro. A freaking fantasy god over there, bro. Man, he was gutting them. He like uh like uh, I think it's uh John Gruden, the old Gruden grinder would say, he'll gut you. He was <laughs> gutting them, bro. Like he was getting after them and he was breaking tackles left and right, getting people hurt, trying to tackle them and stuff. I was like, dang, bro, like. Man, he was a pretty he was a pretty key piece a pretty big key piece to that game. Uh 
What, what do you think, bro? You think the Chargers went out and won that game, or you think it was the Raiders who blew it? I think you you t- you just touched on it. Austin Eckler and the was going was going off on running the ball, and the fact that the, you know as a whole they were able to get that running game going, while the Raiders weren't. Looks still look like he was hurt. So I kind of hope, you know, he gets healthier so we can see him actually, you know, pop off in games and actually help Derek Carr. But mm-hmm. what the were lacking was a sufficient running game to keep up with the Chargers defense and make them, you know, back up a little bit to open up the play action and shit where you can open up rugs. That personally, I don't know. Like, that, that division is looking nice. I feel like it comes down to them two. Which one of them two can, you know, hold off the Chiefs the longest? Because I, I believe the Chiefs will come back and win at least a, a wild card spot in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, no. Uh, I, I think you touched on it uh, an episode or two before this. This this division is just stacked. It's, it's going to be – I feel like it's going to come down to the wire, kind of like the the other division that we were talking about, the NFC West. You Isn't know, that the crazy I part, feel though? Like, <laughs> both, both of like the the most stacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, there's something going on on that west side, uh, on that west side with those divisions, bro. It's crazy. There must be something in the water, but no, I mean they're they're like neck and neck, really. You know, it, it's gonna come down to the wire. Out of those, um, out of that that division, the AFC West, I feel like it's tough. Like I, I like the Chargers out of that division. I'm not as sold on the Raiders in that division just because of that game. You know, I feel like if they'd have been able to get that comeback, go out and take the lead and then keep the lead and win that game, that would have really said a lot about them. And I would have probably picked them to win the division. But because things went the way they did, you know, Derek Carr didn't look that great after after a little while in that second half, you know, I, I feel like it's either out of the Chargers or, or the Chiefs, respectfully, you know, just because they're the Chiefs, you know, like they could they could go on a on a run, you know, they could start putting up points again, you know, start start going crazy again. I think they did end up just winning their game. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, I think they had one. They put up forty. Let me see who who was that against here. The Eagles and hey for the mm-hmm. for a little bit the game, bro. No cap. They got Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I don't know how. Like I swear when I was watching the game, I the touchdown to Dallas Dallas Goddard got taken away. Cause it would have given the it would have given the Eagles a seventeen to ten lead. But it got taken away and the Chiefs went down the field and scored and then from there it was just catch up. Hmm. I don't know if that says more about the Eagles or if it says something about the Chiefs that the Eagles were that close. You know, I, I don't really know how to feel about that about that win that the Chiefs got. Say the Chiefs and the Raiders have the same problem, bro. They're predictable. <laughs> like in certain situations, you know who's getting the ball. Like there's called uh, third and Renfro type shit. <laughs> you you know when yeah. Hunter Renfro's getting the ball. You know in a thirty three situation, Darren Waller's getting the ball. You know if Patrick got at you, he's gonna go at Tyreek Hill. So you double him up with a safety over the top, and then you put two on on Travis Kelsey and make the other dudes beat you. 
Like they're like both teams are predictable, and the fact that the Chiefs' defense is really, 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 really hurting them is making it worse for them. So like, even if the Chiefs make the playoffs, I do not trust them to go far. Like I don't believe they'll make the championship game or the Super Bowl. I put money on that. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take right there, Josie. Okay. Well, no, yeah. I mean, just based off of how they're playing, you know, I can see that. I can see that. I feel like because it's them, I'm not going to count them out completely. But mm. I will I will go ahead and – dang. I will go ahead and put the Chargers over them for right now. Just from what I've seen, I'll go ahead and put the Chargers over them uh, to end up winning that division. Hey, I'm with you, bro. And, like, honestly, if we really – we'll find out this Sunday night when they play the Bills. Bro, that's going to be a good one right there because the Bills – I mean, yeah, it was the Texans. They put up 40 on the Texans, but just the fact that they put up 40 against the team they were supposed to do that to, you know, like that's that's what you're supposed to do when, when you get the Texans, you know, when you get a team like that, like that isn't really – that isn't really firing on all cylinders, if you will. You know, you're supposed to beat those guys up and kind of show them that you're on an elite level, you know, show them that you're on a different level, you know. So, man, that's going to be a good game. And you're right. I think that will tell us what we need to know about uh, about these Chiefs, man. I, I feel like it'll say a lot if it's competitive or, you know, maybe the Bills get away with it or maybe the Chiefs, you know, end up running away with it. I think it'll say a lot about either – actually, both of those teams. No, exactly, bro, because up to now, you know, besides the Steelers game, which the Bills lost, which is surprising because how the Steelers are, how the Steelers are playing right now type shit. But other than that, the Bills have only beaten Miami, which is thirty-five to zero. They beat uh, Washington forty-one to twenty-five, and they just blew. so being the teams are supposed to beat, and we're, we're really gonna find out what we need to know about both these teams type shit. Yeah, ready to make that leap for Super Bowl bound, or is he just gonna be franchise quarterback that's just MVP at best? Yeah, bro. No, nah, no doubt. No doubt. It, it is going to tell us a lot. Um, there was a couple other notable games here that I had kind of made note of, but we could just kind of breeze through these real quick and then get over to the get over to our week five predictions here. Uh, mm-hmm. So some of the other notable games that I noticed, I guess these are kind of like the the Jeezy headlines, you know, the the games <laughs> that I thought were kind of like worth an honorable mention. The freaking Giants, bro. Freaking Vanilla Vic, Danny Dimes beats <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. He uh he ended up leading them on a game tying drive to go ahead and get the field goal to send them into overtime, and then Saquon, boom, put the cap on the game, put the put the game to bed with his rushing touchdown for the win. That wasn't expected. I didn't expect that from the Giants, to be honest. No. That was Facts. one of the honorable mentions. Facts. I believe we both picked the Saints, but hey, <laughs> yeah. we we learned two things from that game, bro. One, the Giants might be sneaky. They might be they could be a little sneaky, little sneaky sneak team type shit. And I'm not saying that 
you know, go on this magical run and deep in the playoffs and shit. But I'm just saying, like, they could pull off an upset here or there against Dallas if you're not careful. Because that defense, you know, regardless of that quarterback, that offense is still really good with Kamara in them. So if they could hold them down, you might want to be on your toes against them boys. They could, you know, play spoiler when it comes down to, you know, where y'all – what, you know, what position – a two, a three, a one, or a four C type shit. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm seeing too, bro. Just like you mentioned, I feel like um, they're not gonna be a playoff team, but what they can do is be a, I don't know, like a playoff party pooper for some of these teams. You know, whether it's us or any other team in the NFC or any other team trying to make a that final push to the playoffs, bro. They could be the ones to kind of put that loss on your record and kind of throw a, a, a wrench uh, into the freaking, I don't know, what do you throw a wrench into? Whatever, you know, like that meme where, like, they throw that fucking stick in the bike and, like, they end up falling over. They could probably fucking throw that stick in there and throw some teams for a loop and ruin their playoff positioning, bro. I mean, you're right. They're a team that, that we're going to have to look out for. Facts. Another honorable mention game here. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something? I was just saying facts. Plus, <clears throat> Jameis, come on, man. You, you took over the mantle for Drew Brees, bro. We need you to start showing out for the you know, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. He needs to start putting uh, putting his team on the back. Maybe he needs to start eating some more Ws before the game. I don't know, bro. What, what, what do you think? I mean, he's the the best thing going for him is the fact that the Saints defense still has Marshawn Lattimore and Cam Jordan and them boys. It's just can he stop with the turnovers? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like that's always going to be something that Jameis is going to have to worry about, or that we're going to have to worry about with Jameis. Well, uh, then again, my bad. He did. Then again, he didn't have yeah. interception. I'm just saying, like, he did have the, the interceptions last week, but this week it was Taysom Hill. But he's got to do – even though the Giants are, you know, better than what they look like type shit, he still has to win that game, if if he, especially if he wants to compete in the NFC and also – or just be in the playoffs type shit. Because it's looking like Carolina and Tampa are really going to be the only two competing for the spot. No, yeah, you're right. No, I – I see that. I see that, too. You know, so it might just be them, too, coming out the South. But we'll see. I I feel like the Saints, they could probably be a sleeper. Maybe they could turn turn things around. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's still pretty early. We're not even at halfway through the season just yet. But, you know, mm-hmm. these are just kind of like the early observations that we're making. Another honorable mention that I had saw was the Bears got a dub against the Lions, bro. They ended up getting that dub after I had picked the, the Lions. I had picked them to get this one. I thought that they were primed to get a dub against this Bears team and, and their rookie quarterback. But, no, here go the Bears. They get the win against the Lions, bro. The part is, bro, the, the Lions actually own the time of possession. They had 31 minutes to Chicago's 29. They had more first downs, but the key part was penalties. <laughs> not even not even penalties. Because uh, I was about to say the penalties helped uh, Detroit, but they had two turnovers to Chicago's one. Mm. And uh, Montgomery, the running back that uh, Chicago 
he's going to be a vital part of Fields in this in his uh this game coming up. Because, you know, Justin Fields is now the starting quarterback. But Montgomery, running back, is a good power horse, bro. He, I don't know if you've seen him play or run, but that dude is just like what Zeke was when he first came out. Like, he'll, he goes in for contact. And he'll make you. No, yeah, definitely, bro. Those are the type of running backs that I like, you know, the the ones that are like that workhorse, Zeke, you know, Derrick Henry, like those big type of running backs. Well, maybe not big, but like, you know, the guy, those, those ones that play big, you know, that kind of fall forward, the guys that go into the contact, you know, those are the kind of ones that I like. And I, I, I tend to trust those a little more uh, at the running back position, but. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to be a key piece for Fields over there, bro. It, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I had picked the Lions. I thought that they that it was going to be easy pickings for him, but nope. Here come the Bears. They get their dub. Uh, I don't. What do you think? Do you think this kind of saves Matt Nagy, or you think he's still still got that eye on him? You know, kind of waiting on his next mess up. Uh, he, I, I think they still got the eye on him because he's already he was confident. You know, going forward, if he's healthy, Andy Dalton would be the starting quarterback. And I just feel like the fan, the Chicago fan base as a whole is just tired of him type shit. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's like he doesn't know how to coach and he doesn't – he does he, I want I don't want to say he doesn't know he is a professional coach. And I do want to give him the respect in that fact. I don't know. It's just – catering his offense much to what Justin Fields' strengths are. I mean, Justin Fields went off for 209, but he did have the pick, and if it wasn't for the running game, that they would lose that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. We only got two more honorable mentions here. Two more. Uh, this next one that I, that I made a note of was the Ravens beat the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves, he ended up having to get out the game a little early uh, because of a concussion. And the Ravens were able to get that dub. Uh, what do you think about this game? I know that we were kind of talking about, you know, if maybe the Broncos could get this win. You know, they're they're the real deal. Um, what do you think about this? This one, I believe I had picked the Ravens to win. I thought Lamar and them would do their thing and, you know, kind of – kind of go ahead and shut down the Broncos' hype here, but uh, what do you think this was? Do you think this was because they lost Teddy, or do you think they would have ended up losing this game even with Teddy? I, I saw the highlights of this game, and like from what I saw, it looks like the Broncos had a tough time moving the ball on offense-type shit. I think even with Teddy, they still would end up losing this game just because Lamar – he does bring that X factor. His running game is the main thing you have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know we we say this a lot that he's not accurate, but hey, he started he started to change my he started to change my point of view on that, bro. He was throwing some dimes, Brown in them. So mm-hmm. even though they're rattled with injuries and shit, I'm I'm like they're holding tough, bro. Like they're the team I said they would be. They would be a tough team to, and I. If Baker Mayfield can't get his act together, I don't think his defense will save him in that game. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. There has been there has been some talk about Baker, you know, some some doubts about him and his ability to to lead the Browns to to victories here. They did end up beating the Vikings fourteen to seven, but 
that was a pretty low scoring game and I don't really think too many people might have been too impressed with the way that Baker played that game. My only question is how is he does he struggle so bad playing with Odell Beckham when Eli Manning did? <laughs> like that's my Yeah. I've never seen a, a supposed superstar, you know, a supposed soon-to-be face of the league quarterback struggle with I, – I think he's a better receiver than Landry. He's quicker. He's more prone to actually break shit off and, you know, make a play out of nothing type shit. I've never seen like that. If I swear, if you give Odell to, to a Trevor Lawrence, a Dak Prescott, th- those quarterbacks are going off for MVP numbers. Mhm. No, yeah, that's true. I do uh I I believe that, you know. I don't know what the I don't know what the issue is with their chemistry over there, but hopefully they'll be able to to get it going. Bro, and it's is not Odell's fault. It's it's Baker for whatever reason. Like he underthrew him on one where it hit big and then he overthrew him on one which was a touchdown a touchdown pass. Like it's it's Baker for whatever reason he just can't throw to Odell and if that's the case Personally, I want to get traded. I want to go somewhere where I know I make a difference to the team type shit because the Browns, I I don't think they, they could rely on that running game. They have to play action with the tight ends they got and Landry. But mm-hmm. I would love to see Odell in a different way. I'm not saying he already has a great career type shit. But I just want to see him, you know, flourish more. I want to see him add to his numbers type shit. I want to see him become the Hall of Famer everyone thinks he's going to be type shit. Because if we're just putting yeah. him in the Hall of Famer off that one cast, then I don't want to talk with you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, oh, he's he's a different animal, you know. He's, he's a superstar receiver, you know. And I just feel like we haven't really been able to say that as much. Because he hasn't really been in the position to kind of prove it. Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah, he's missed games. But also, maybe he's just not in the right position. You know, maybe he's just not – well, not position, literally, but maybe in terms of team, you know, maybe he's not at the right spot to be able to capitalize on that and, you know, kind of remind us why he he was on the cover of Madden, you know, why he's everywhere with – when it comes to, like, celebrities and superstars, you know – kind of remind us why he's at that level of status, you know? So remind it, me I, why I feel he, like it's better. <laughs> I want him to remind me why he was on a Drake line, damn it. Exactly. I reach back like one three, like one three. Yeah, bro. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Remind me. Show me some. Put him in the right spot. But no, that was a good point that you brought up there with the Browns and Baker. The last highlight that I have here is from another AFC North team and I'm talking about the Steelers losing again to the Packers yeah it's the Packers no doubt about it but it was almost kind of like I mean I don't know I was I, I was watching the game here and there I feel like I'm a jinx you know for the Steelers and just out of respect and love for my brother and the fact that that's his team you know I was like you know what I'm not going to watch the game because every time I feel like I tune in, I feel like you guys lose. And, you know, I'll be wanting to root for them. I'll be wanting them to have a good Sunday, a victory Monday. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch. 
But God damn it, they ended up losing again, even when I stopped watching. So it's like, what's going on <laughs> over there? They just can't seem to get a rhythm, uh, a rhythm going on. Yeah, uh, you think this is the offensive line to blame? Do you think it's more Big Ben? W- what do you think is going on over there? All right, so uh, <clears throat> past you know episodes, you know that I'm pretty adamant on Big Ben being you know the small bearer of the blame type shit, but. I think I'm gonna switch horses. I'm I'm still gonna give him his fair share of the blame because his inability to pass the ball down the field is hurting the and it's just letting the defense just basically line up in the box and just tee off on, on Harris <clears throat> on Ajay Harris. But also dude, that's some uh, when they went for it on fourth, I can't remember it was a fourth down, and they ended up checking it off to Najee Harris on the floor. And he got he just got immediately stopped at the line of script. Everyone was like questioning the play calling and shit. So I know Joe got heated at this said it, but hey, I could see why some people saying that Mike Tomlin should be fired. Just probably some of the Steelers fans are feeling like I'm not saying all of them. You know, the diehard fans, they, they're going to rock with Tomlin because they, that's just how Pittsburgh is. That's their type of guy. He's a blue-collar guy. You can just tell off rip. But I'm saying are feeling like, you know, maybe they need a change of culture, change of scene, new coat type shit. Someone to get something going. Someone that could bring in Big Ben's replacement, build him up, build up that team with T.J. Watt in them because they already have a solid deal. So it just comes down to – Steelers just want to improve because at this point, Big Ben is only hurting his heart type shit. Yeah, bro. No, and and you make a good point when it comes to the play calling. Um, From what I did see out of that game, I didn't like the fact that you know, there's short plays, like short passes being thrown. There was one play where they had thrown it to Juju, like it was maybe like a two, three-yard throw or whatever. And then it was expected of him to, you know, go and get the first down. And I think he, like, tried to reach for the first down, but he was still, like, two, three yards away. I was like, I love the effort, Juju, no doubt about it, you know. But it's like he was kind of set up, you know, like to have to try and go get that when when I think it might have been like a fourth down or something like that or, or a third down or something critical, you know, that where they need it and – where you would expect them to throw like maybe an eight yard, an eight yard ball, 10 yards, 15 yard ball, you know, to be sure that you're getting a first down, but it's that check down throw. You know, I think that's kind of what gets me a little bit more when it comes to like the play calling. I I don't know if it's Ben making this decision or the play calling, but it's the check down throws that I'm not liking. I feel like they, I feel like they should be able to push the ball, not necessarily down the field, but enough to convert on these big, uh, on these big time downs. You know, I feel like that's really what it is for me that I'm not liking. Uh, and of course, you know, the the chemistry isn't really rolling, but I, I feel like that was one of the main takeaways that I had saw from what I did see out of that game. Also, another question. Where's Chase Claypool, man? <laughs> mm. That's my That's question because question. people are saying he's he's now becoming more of a TikTok star than an NFL superstar. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? I 
think he might be hurt. Let me do some quick Googles here. I think he might be hurt. That's not. I, I think he played against. I heard his name in there. For real, let me see. Chase Claypool. Let's see what's going on over here with this guy. Huh? Oh, it looks like he was. It looks like he was hurt, or maybe he is hurt. Let me see. Let's look at week four. Oh yeah, it looks like he was. It looks like he was hurt for the game. Let me do some more digging. But no, go ahead if you got another point to make about Claypool. Yeah, like to be honest, bro. Like Claypool is to me like I I I don't know his first name, but Johnson, number eighteen. I feel like Claypool oh. is the deep threat, so I can see why there's a lot of checkdowns and sh- Juju Johnson. And Najee Harris, which you know he's he may be a power running back, but he also is elusive. Guys, to be able to break an infinite number of tackles to get that first down, and what we're seeing to do it, not because of a lack of skill, it's just just to where they can excel in it. Because you're seeing a lot of times when they do do the check down pass, they're just getting immediately obliterated by the linebackers and cornerbacks, never blocking for them. Yeah. So I should jump. Oh, go ahead. Uh, but say so, yeah. Like I'm with you on the play calling part, but I don't know. I feel like change if they want to see a playoff run. Yeah. Not hey, a top five pick is cool, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! No, when it comes to Johnson, um, it's it's Deontay Johnson. I know my brother really likes him. I like him from what I've seen. He's kind of like their speedster guy. And mm-hmm. then just to confirm, 100% Chase Claypool. He was injured. Uh, with a hamstring, so he didn't play against the Packers. Yeah. So you can tell they're they're missing that. I'm not saying I'm not saying they with him there they're gonna throw the deep ball, but he does have that threat to him because I I think out of him and Juju I trust him more with deep balls with one on ones. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. I feel like Chase Claypool like he is their like their X receiver like he can go out there. Go get a good jump ball. Go deep. I, I think I think they hit him maybe a couple of times against the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like in that game, you know, they were able to hit, hit him for some deep balls. So I think maybe that's what. Well, I don't think that's all that they're needing, but no, that'll definitely. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely help them out whenever they can get him back. At least it it, it might with him coming back. If it might open up the running game for for Najee Harris, and if it don't, him going deep, it might open up that underneath stuff for Deontay Johnson or that uh, rub route for Juju. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I'm not. But then it, it comes down to my key point on the Steelers: Can Big Ben still do this? Because <laughs> it's just showing that he can't. And there's already memes of him not being able to. Of him falling over. Oof. Yeah, I seen that. That wasn't pretty, but that's wild. Uh, well, with that, we can end up going over to the week five games because they're actually going to be going up against the Broncos this week. We could start with them since they're the most recent team that we ended up uh, talking about. Broncos going to the Steelers. Uh, who do you got on this one, bro? Do you think Steelers can bounce? Well, both of them are coming off of losses, but I think this one's a much bigger game for the Steelers. Who do you see winning this one? 
Uh, honestly, I know Teddy's hurt, so more than likely Drew Locke is going to get the starting the starting nod type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because I I trust Sertan and them boys more. I trust Sertan and them to keep the Steelers to a low scoring game to where Locke has a pick or two. He. I trust the Broncos on this one, boss. Okay. All right. Good deal. You're going Broncos. I'm, um, I feel like every time I've picked the Steelers, you know, they've lost. Even though I've picked them to lose, they have. But when it comes to this, I mean, that Broncos defense is better. But I feel like just for some reason, I think just because the fact that they got Drew Locke, I feel like the Steelers have a chance in this. I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one myself. And if they lose, bug, fault. <laughs> Bro, no, we've already talked about this. Uh, we're going to we're gonna try to get Joe, a.k.a. Lil Joe Guap, on the podcast uh, next week. Hopefully, it's coming off of a dub, but if it's coming off of a loss, y'all get ready. We're probably going to have a good sound bite that we could clip, make my brother go viral, you know, a little something. But just be on the lookout. We might be having Lil Joe Guap on the podcast next week. Let's get over to the Thursday night football game that we got going on tomorrow. This one's a good one. It's going to be Ram Seahawks, bro. Who you got? Yeah, give me give me Maddie Stafford. Okay, okay. You know what? I went with him this past week. He let me down. This past week, I went with Russ. He showed up for me. So, you know what? I'm going to be going with them Seahawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> and then we got the the game shortly yep. after that. Mm-hmm. New London game. Jets, Falcons, two of the worst teams in the league. Who you got, boss? Who you picking? <laughs> well, you know what? I think in this one, bro, I I trust I I'm gonna trust uh, their head coach Sala. I feel like he's gonna finish ready to play. And Zach Wilson, oh. he's, he's shown some things in these games, bro. A lot, of, you know, a lot of head head scratches, <laughs> but a lot of oh my god, did he just make that play? So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with the Jets on this one. I'm I I might be taking it like twenty five percent, like five percent shot. I'm taking it. I mean, that's a solid bet, though. I mean, it's the Falcons. I I still really haven't seen too much out of them, to be honest, to really think of them as a threat. They're kind of in that bunch that that I'll pick against, you know, like the freaking Jags, the Texans. You know, I feel like they're in that bunch. But in this case, the Jets are in that bunch, too. So it's like, which one am I going to go with? I'm going with Atlanta. I think they'll be able to win. Uh, just because they got some more experienced quarter uh, quarterback, but that's that's it. That's all I'm basing it off of. Everything else is up for grabs. You know, everything else is fifty fifty in my book. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. After that, we got Saints versus the Washington Football Team. Mm. Ooh, you got you got Heineke. You got uh, Winston. Well, looks like I'm having a Heineken while I watch Heineke beat these Saints. Oh, look at you going Washington. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that's a pretty. This is gonna be a pretty good one. I think this one could. I think this one's got potential. You know, kind of like with the Jets and Falcons. I, I feel like if you put two bad teams together, they might have a shootout. You know, they might just shoot it out. You know, so with this one, if it is a shootout, hey, he might throw five picks, but he might throw five tutties. I'm going with Winston and the Saints. Wouldn't it be some shit? center of the game with 500 yards, five touchdowns, five picks, <laughs> and five rushing yards. Man, that went the – what would you call that? The freaking triple five? Triple five club? First quarter. <laughs> <laughs> next team uh, – well, I'm sorry. Next game that we got, Eagles versus the Panthers. Eagles-Panthers, who are you picking? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Carolina to bounce back, but I could see the Eagles winning this game. Okay, okay, yeah. No, I'm with you. I could see the Eagles winning, but on this one, I'm gonna go ahead and pick with you. Also, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I just feel like they're a they're I feel like they're a better team than the Eagles. I'm gonna go ahead and rock with the Panthers, especially with the addition of uh, freaking Stephon Gilmore. I don't know if he's gonna play, but he right, he's does. still he's still out for two more weeks. Oh, for real? Okay, all right. Well, hey, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Even then, I'm still gonna go go ahead with the Panthers to beat the Eagles. Next game up, we got Vikings. Oh, I'm sorry, the Lions at the Vikings. Lions at the Vikings. Mm, I don't really know where to go on this one. I feel like every time I pick the Lions, they've let me down. I think maybe the Vikings have came through for me one time or two. This one's a tough one. It's a division game. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Lions on this one, bro. I, I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to stick with them. You know, they're a fun team. I, I just kind of want to keep up with them, see what's going on. I'm going to go Lions here. What are you thinking? Uh, all I know is you caught the Detroit fever. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, bro, I'm, I'm with you. We biting kneecaps this Sunday. What you mean? Mm-hmm. It's a Detroit thing. It's a Detroit thing. I'm rocking with the Lions. All right. Okay. We're both locked in Lions. This next one here, oh, I think this one's an easy pick. It's the Patriots versus the Texans, bro. Well, <laughs> You got a rookie quarterback going against a Bill Belichick that just lost to Tom Brady. <laughs> Give me the Patriots by 20. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bro, you already know this is just a bad week for the Texans. I think this is just kind of like a wrong place, wrong time for the Texans. And this is a, oh, yeah, this is what I needed for, for Dollar Bill over there. You know, he's just going to put a pound in on this poor bastard. And I, I just feel bad for the Texans. It could be back-to-back games where they get skunked 40-0. and 0. Who knows? Man, I think they scored a field goal, but I still see them losing by 20 either way. Like, if this game is on TV in the new in the Massachusetts area, they're going to go to another game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I can see that one happening. This one is going to be a, a freaking Florida Bowl. It's going to be a Florida game. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Bucks. What you thinking? Well, my history of beating Tom Brady. <laughs> Ooh. 
but, that a New know, England thing or you think this is a Brady thing? I mean, New England too, but it's a but like he, I think Miami might have like the most favorable record against him. Mm. But I'm, of course, I'm rocking with my team. We're gonna beat the crap out of Jacoby Brissett. Him, Tua, it don't matter who back there. They're gonna be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're right, bro. I'm. I mean, I'd be a fool to choose these Dolphins. You know, especially with Brissett as their quarterback. I'm going with the Bucks. I think that one's pretty quick, cut and dry. This next one here, this one's actually this one might be a sleeper game. It's the Packers versus the Bengals. Mm. I, you know what? I think I, I'm I'm gonna rock with Joey B. Like we are seeing, you know, obviously we're seeing uh, Aaron Rodgers make a statement saying that you know, hey, while well, I win games, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with the young gun, bro. We're basically seeing kind. I kind of want to say that a comparison of the two. We're seeing the exact same quarterback, just the old version and the younger version. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he had a pretty good game this past Thursday night. I mean, yeah, it was against the Jags, but still, it was more competitive than I thought it'd be, and it ended up being a pretty fun game to watch. So, um, just off of what I saw, you know, he's he's playing good. Joey B's looking good. Um, I still can't go against Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. Hey, not a bad up. pick. No, not a bad pick. It could go either way, really. Facts. Next one I got is the Titans versus the Jags. Well, on us Packers. Well, they did just get Jalen Smith, so that does help your that does help your pick a little more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I was kind of heard about us releasing him, us as in the Cowboys. Um, I was kind of heard about it. Initially, uh, but after further review, you know, I'm okay with it. I mean, he hasn't really been contributing that much to the defense. His snaps have gone down. You know, he's he's falling down on the on the depth chart for the Cowboys. And other linebackers have been playing better, a.k.a., you know, Michael Parsons or even, you know, other, like, hybrid-type players who, who like, safeties who play at linebacker, like Keanu Neal and, and things like that. They've been playing better, you know, and I think that fits better for the Dan Quinn system. So, hey, I'm not losing too much sleep over Jalen Smith. I wish him the best, and hopefully he can make a difference over at Green Bay for him. Facts. But <clears throat> to the matter at hand, in Jacksonville, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, we're seeing the downfall of Urban Meyer as we know it. So, give me Tennessee <laughs> by 20 as well. <laughs> Tennessee by 20. All right. All right. I like it. Even yeah, without it a Julio and A.J. Brown. Well, I think A.J. Brown is coming back. I think he returned to practice today. I mean, if they weren't playing, I'd still take Tennessee by 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next game up is the Browns Chargers. And that Browns defense has been playing spectacular. I mean, you know, granted they haven't played anyone that they Texans, mm-hmm. but give me, give me, give me the Chargers, bro. I think this game solidifies our pick, saying that they're the team to beat in the AFC West. I think this is the game that solidifies that pick. 
Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Um, I like the Chargers pick, but just for some odd reason, bro, I, I still like these Browns. I still like them. I feel like they could still put up points. Yeah, I know Baker isn't really firing on all cylinders with Odell, but I I feel like if they can lean on that running game, I feel like, um, I mean, we probably didn't really carve them up that much whenever we played them, uh, the Cowboys, whenever the Cowboys played them with our running game. But I feel like they got a running game that can carve them up too, you know. So I, I think if they just lean on that and start to do some more play action and let their defense run around, fly around for them, I think the Browns could end up winning this game, bro, like legit. You know, I like the Chargers, no doubt. I think they're one of the – I think they are the top team in that division for right now. But I think the Browns can come in and kind of be the underdog and, and cash in on on that plus money there. So, I'm going to go with the Browns. No, no. Hey, you're right about them. I'm going to say they arguably have the best running game in the NFL, bro. Chubb mm-hmm. and Kareem Hunt's a two-headed monster. I'm 100% defense wants to see. And like I said, we're really going to see if this solidifies our pick of them coming out the AFC West. Because if not, if they lose this game in front of Kansas City, but they'll theoretically be behind the Raiders who played Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's true. That's a, I feel like that's a good pick for us there. Oh, well, at least for me, because I know you're going with the Chargers, but I'm going to go with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Next one here, we got the Bears versus the Raiders, the Gruden Grinders. Who you got, bro? Justin Fields is still, you know, I think he's too young, but I, I just don't think a firm grasp on that as much as that offense as he should and I think that's going to hurt this Raiders defensive line that's just going to get after him so I'm going to go with the Gruden grinders but I'm looking them to bounce back and make a try to make a statement saying like we might have lost to LA but we're still the team that you have to compete with type shit mm-hmm. yeah no I agree with you bro um, I think I think the Bears are kind of like in that group of teams that I'll bet against uh, and plus the Raiders, I mean, they, they're they good. You know, they're good on that offense. If Maybe if they leave it up to Carr, like, in that tight position or, or like, in a tough spot, if they might not come through with the dub. But if they could go out and, like, front run, I don't see them losing the lead, you know. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go with the Raiders also. Next game up, we got the 49ers versus the Cardinals. Another big game out the AFC West, bro. Who you, uh, who you rocking with? Oh, I'm sorry. NFC West. I thought that's what I said. My bad. Thank you, Brody. But, hey, man, I'm, I, I said this last week, and, you know, I didn't get to air, so I'm going to say it this week. I'm going to rock with the three-time back-to-back-to-back state high school champion, arguably the greatest <laughs> athlete at Texas, Kyler Murray, to win this game. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I can't complain. You know, like I said, I love to see Texas boys doing their thing. So I'm going to rock with the Cardinals also on this one. Hands down, they've been looking good. So I see them uh, getting that dub, especially going up against Trey Lance. He might he might have some good playmaking ability also, but I, at this point I'm going to just rock with Murray just because he's been looking so good. Facts. Plus, you know, they, Arizona as well has the best safety on the on their team in Buda Baker. So mm-hmm. defense a little more than the 49ers defense. Not 
think Bosa and them boys can't can't hang with them. But I don't know, bro. We we saw what Arizona did to the L.A. Rams and holding them under, like you know, holding them in points type shit and beating them. So, and the Rams are more explosive than the Niners. So I'm, I think we're good with this pick. Mm-hmm. So that one was locked up. We got the Cardinals in that one. Next up, we got the Giants playing my Cowboys. This one's easy. I don't even really got to do too much explaining on this. I'm rocking with the Cowboys because it's the Giants, bro. So I'm going Cowboys. Who you got? And you know me, boss. Just a rough for your feathers. I'm for Giants. <laughs> Okay, the New York football Giants. You're going with Vanilla Vic over there, huh? Okay. Yeah, Vanilla he got anointed by Michael Vick. He's been defeated. <laughs> hey. We got the one I dub. Can't... Yeah, they got the one dub. You know, I can't be mad at it. You know, it's what I expect from you at this point. So, yeah. If it was anything less, I'd be disappointed. So, we got that locked in. Sunday night football, we got the – oh, go ahead. I was about to say, let's put it this way, boss. You could be playing a, a college football team, and I'd pick the college football team to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Stick to your guns. I love it, Deuce. Even when I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, Sunday night football game, this is going to be a, a, a big one. I, I think this one's got high scoring potential. We got the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, you're. High scoring potential, bro. That Chiefs defense is leaving stuff to be desired for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Josh Allen to win this game, bro. I, I feel like this is their revenge game for losing, you know, last year in the AFC championship game. Well not the championship okay. game the year before. Okay, okay. No, that's a solid pick. I have kind of been going back and forth, back and forth. The the Bills look good. Um the Chiefs, they've been looking questionable. I feel like I feel like this is going to be a game where where the Chiefs kind of step up. You know, they tighten their belt a little bit. They tighten up the, the cleats a little tighter, you know, because uh, they know that this is a, a – this could be like a, a head-to-head, like tiebreaker type deal when it comes down to playoff uh, implications, you know. So I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chiefs on this one. Uh, it's a tough pick. Uh, I really kind of had to think about it for a little bit. I, I was thinking Bills at first, but uh, I don't know. It's just at Kansas City, you know, I, I think I think that'll play into it a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and rock with the Chiefs on this one. I feel like if it was a November with you in the Kansas City, the Kansas City department, because, you know, November and December in Kansas City playing those home games is a different animal compared to October type. Not saying it still won't be cold, but. I don't know. I just like the Bills in this one. I feel like they've shown me a little more. Like, they've been the team, which is, you know, something you want to see. I I don't know. I'm just going to trust them to win this game. And hopefully not put the ball solely in Josh Allen's hands. (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, I don't don't blame you. That's a a pretty good pick. The Monday night pick that we got here, last game, is going to be the Colts and the Ravens. Colts at the Ravens. Who you got for this one? I feel like this one's easy, bro. Baltimore. They're they're hot. Mm-hmm. They're the hot team right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. No doubt about it, bro. I'm going Ravens also. I'm going Baltimore. I just can't trust the guy with two sprained ankles. I, I don't know if he's fully healed up just yet, Carson Wentz, but uh, I don't know. I think you know how I feel. If our listeners don't know how I feel about Carson Wentz, um, I don't like the fact that he was being 
compared. Well, I don't like the fact that people were saying that he was a better quarterback than Dak. Um, you know, I, I feel like availability is your best asset, and he just hasn't been available. And if you compare that to Dak, it's not even close. You know, Dak, yeah, he missed a lot of time, but it took him a while to run into an injury like that, you know, to to put him out of games like that for such a long time. When it comes to Wentz, he's been nicked up here and there. Yeah, he, he got hurt big time, too, when he was on his MVP run. But even after that, he was still getting hurt. So, you know, I just never really liked that saying. And because of that, you know, I just don't really see Wentz as that guy. I, I don't think he's that guy, pal. So, uh, I'm going against the Colts on this one. I'm going Ravens, no doubt. No, facts. And I'm with you on the Wednesday. That's kind of like how I felt about how uh, about Andrew Luck in the beginning. Mm. How, like his first two years, they were saying he's a Hall of Fame quarterback when, you know, they had losing seasons and shit. And I'm like, bro, you have to win games to be a Hall of Famer. And to the Wednesday, I think the only reason why people said – at the one time that he was better than Dak was because, you know, he had that MVP run before Dak did. Yeah. And then now Dak's having his MVP run. I'm pretty sure if you ask people now who's better, they're going to tell you Dak. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. So I just feel like it just – I feel like – I mean, Wentz, yeah, he might have earned that respect early on, but I feel like it was too early. I feel like now Dak has definitely, like, cemented himself and he was able to really earn that respect as a top quarterback. Yeah, even now, he might not get, you know, it, it still might be too early. But uh, I feel like he is a top quarterback. I'm not saying MVP, but, you know, definitely like team MVP for sure, hands down for, oh, for us. But facts, take him yeah. lose. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You saw that last year, you know, so that's uh, – I, I- Saying he's depending on how you know how you want your quarterbacks, like you know, the listener fell and shit. You could say he's a top 10 or a top 12, but if he's top 10, yeah, personally say he's the 10. Yeah, you know, and that's all right with me. Off the top of my head, I might have to sit down and like do a list and do some rearranging and do some, you know, going back and forth and seeing where he might be able to land or where he might be able to fit in compared to the other quarterbacks. But top 10, I think he's up there. I'm not going to get too crazy and say like top three, top five or none of that, but I know he's up there and Hey, I mean, that's my quarterback. You know, I, I see what I see what he brings to the table. I saw it his rookie year, you know, like he has that leadership role and that will to win, you know, like that desire to win. And that's just stuff that you can't really coach, you know, and I just feel lucky to have him as our quarterback, to be real. No, fact. You said like top, like, you know, top five or whatever, you like, you know, you already know like off rip top three and no specific player is going to be Mahomes, Brady and Rodgers. That's already a given for the three type shit. It just comes to quarterbacks and how you look at quarterbacks. Yeah, it's all objective. Exactly. Like, that's the one thing I always like that I learned when I was a bartender was you never argue sports was because of that down to how you feel about shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, he'd be a top. He'd be number ten on my list. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Shit, bro, that's uh, 
that's all the picks. That's uh, that's the topics that we've had for today. I mean, I think this was a pretty good episode. We're pushing right now, like what an hour thirty. Mm-hmm. An hour thirty on the episode. So, I mean, it's been a good episode. I feel you know the we we've had some good topics, some some good conversation here. Hopefully, our listeners here feel the same and. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Um, check us out on Instagram at Jesus and Deuce Pod. Uh, go like uh, our page on Facebook, Jesus and Deuce Podcast. We got a Twitter, you know, at Jesus and Deuce Pod also. Um, get at us on social media. Um, you know, y'all can send us in topics, questions, you know, whatever. If y'all want to hear, like, some sports stories that, you know, that we might have that that we could share with you guys, you know, something along those lines. Just get active with us. Uh, get connected. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be having some pretty cool stuff coming out. Uh, it's just the beginning. You know, this is just episode seven. We're looking to be here for quite a while, you know. So uh, we're going to be building this thing up. Uh, we just look forward to to interacting with you guys a little more. And then also, we hope you guys like the content that we're putting out and listening. So, again, uh, I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for listening. You got any final notes or, or anything you want to touch on here, Deuce? Of course, of course. One last, you know, big shout out to the Boston Sox for being the New York Yankees and making the fucking uh, playoffs in baseball. Which is oh, quite okay. funny, which is quite because there's actually on uh, the New York Yankees are on record for saying like they wanted to play us as opposed to the Toronto Blue Jays because they felt like they had a better chance. But we beat them. <laughs> oh, look at that. And Careful I'm what pretty you wish sure, for. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure our listeners are already wondering like, wait, isn't Deuce from Dallas? Why is he, a, you know, a Buccaneers, Patriots fan, a Boston fan, and then a just put it this way, I don't rock this is the stars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame you, bro. I mean, I can't say I can't say I could relate because me, you know, I I love the home teams, you know. I'm rocking with uh, I'm rocking with the Mavs, you know, I'm rocking with the Cowboys, obviously. When it comes to hockey, you know, I I don't really I don't really dabble in it too much, you know. Baseball, if the Rangers are doing good, I'll I'll hop on the wagon. You know, I'm not a huge baseball guy myself, but I'm a homer for sure. I'm a homer. I mean, that's like the best quality about you, boss. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I stick with my guys, but no, um, I think that'll go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Thank you guys for listening again. Uh, Please go ahead and check us out on our social medias. We are on all streaming platforms. So uh, thank you for listening, whether it's on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you may be listening. Uh, We just want to go ahead and say thank you from the Jesus and Deuce podcast here. It's been Jesus. He's Deuce. We'll catch y'all later.